Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the tight end position. So I'm going to be breaking down all 16 week four matchups and talking about all the fantasy football relevant tight ends, labeling them as a start or a sit. So what I feel comfortable with them in my starting lineup. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. That could be any fantasy football related questions. And then if you want to see more videos like this, I'm going to have start sits for all the other positions. So running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. So you guys can check those out after this. But let's just get into the first matchup, Thursday night football. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And I'm going to be sitting both of the tight ends in this matchup. The Jaguars just recently went out and acquired Dan Arnold. It looks like he is going to be the tight end one, but I'm not a huge fan of Dan Arnold as a player, and I'm definitely not a fan of this Jaguars offense, so that's just a sit right there. And then for the Bengals, CJ Ozuma is going to be a sit. You know, some teams just aren't going to use the tight end super heavily, and that's the Bengals. You know, they have those three nice receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They've got Joe Mixon involved. They're just not really targeting the tight end a lot. And so that's why Ozuma is going to be a sit. Then on to Sunday, we have the Titans taking on the Jets. And I'm also going to be sitting both of these tight ends. Anthony Ferkser is on the bench. You know, I could see an argument for maybe he's going to see some more targets now that A.J. Brown is down. But so far this season, he's been basically non-existent in that offense. And I just do not want to rely on him. And then Tyler Croft for the Jets. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I really want nothing to do with that Jets offense overall. The only player that I would consider starting on that team is Corey Davis. Then we kind of have a pickup here with the tight ends. Chiefs taking on the Eagles. Travis Kelsey locked into your lineup every single week. Number one tight end for the rest of the season. And then for the Eagles, I'm actually going to be starting at Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz really kind of had his breakout here on Monday Night Football. And I think what we're seeing out of the Eagles is they do really want to get these tight ends involved. You know, they have some young wide receivers, but none of them have really broken out and established themselves as the top weapons. So I'd be fine with having Ertz or Goddard in my lineup moving forward. I would prefer Goddard over Ertz, but I mean, both of them could be potential plays. Then we have the Panthers taking on the Cowboys and the Panthers were the team that traded away Dan Arnold to the Jaguars. And so now it kind of opens up this opportunity for Tommy Tremble who we saw get into the end zone on Thursday night football in week three. It seems like the Panthers really, really like him and want to get him involved. And so he's someone who could be kind of a sneaky under the radar pickup this week from the waiver wire, but I don't feel comfortable throwing him into my lineup after one week of production. And then I'm also going to be sitting Ian Thomas, who's the other kind of relevant tight end on that team. For this Cowboys team, I'm going to be starting Dalton Schultz and sitting Blake Jarwin. After the first two weeks, I'd kind of started to think that this is just going to be a tight end committee, and it probably will be, but it does look like Dalton Schultz is kind of the clear top guy in that committee. You know, they may both be involved, but Schultz will be the number one tight end. And overall, the position is just so thin that he's probably looking like a, you know, mid to maybe high end tight end two moving forward. And so that could be worthy of a start. We then have the Giants traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And it's just going to be sits all across the board here for the Giants, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. You know, an argument could be made that these tight ends are going to be involved because the Giants wide receivers are banged up. I just don't really want to rely on either of these guys. 
And the same thing applies for the Saints. Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson are both going to be on the bench. There's just no upside with this Saints passing attack. They're going to win through their defense and through Alvin Kamara. I don't trust Jameis Winston. These wide receivers have not been able to get involved at all. So I'm just going to be completely avoiding the tight ends in this matchup. Next up, we have the Browns taking on the Vikings. And even though the Browns really do like to use the tight end position heavily, I just don't trust any of these guys. Hooper would probably be the best play, you know, out of this tight end room, but don't love him. Same thing with Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. I just don't think any of these guys are going to be able to truly separate themselves from the pack and become a startable player. And then for this Vikings team, I'm actually going to be starting Tyler Conklin. This is definitely kind of one of the more borderline calls, but he had a really great week three performance. When I'm looking at this Vikings offense, it is a very condensed target share. There are only going to be a few players who are involved in the receiving game. You obviously have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, those top two wide receivers. Then you have Dalvin Cook out of the backfield or Alexander Madison, you know, whichever one is playing. The RB1 is going to be involved in the receiving game. And then you have KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin. KJ Osborne did not do much week three, but he had a really nice week one and week two. Tyler Conklin, you know, kind of took advantage of KJ Osborne's slow game and put together a great week three performance. So if I'm going to be looking for a tight end to play, you know, a fringe guy, I'd rather go with the player, you know, who's on a good offense, on a condensed target share, and is just going to have those opportunities. So that's why Conklin is going to be in my lineup. We've got a divisional matchup here between the Lions and the Bears, and TJ Hawkinson has got to be locked into the starting lineup. He looked great in weeks one and two. Definitely kind of had a slow week three performance, but I think he's going to bounce back this week against the Bears. He's probably their number one target. You know, it's either him or DeAndre Swift moving forward. So that's exactly what you want out of the tight end position. For the Bears, I'm going to be sitting Cole Komet. I just have no trust in this Bears offense. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, and it really doesn't matter. You're basically dealing with a lot of subpar options. I love Justin Fields as a player and moving forward but I don't even know if this offense can support him. He was just getting murdered back there. The offensive line was just totally selling. So Komet's just gotta be on the bench. Then we have the Texans taking on the Bills on this Texans team, really not interested in anyone on this roster except for Brandon Cooks. So that means that Jordan Akins is a sit. And then for this Bills team, Dawson Knox has really put together three solid weeks to start off the season. And that definitely earns him a start in this offense. You know, he is a young guy, so he could continue to improve. And overall, this is just a great Bills offense. So he's going to have scoring opportunities. He's already found the end zone twice. And so when you're looking for those borderline guys, I'd rather go with players who are on those top tier offenses. The next matchup here is going to be between the Colts and the Dolphins. And after Jack Doyle had a really nice week two, he was targeted a ton. He came in in week three and basically did nothing. So he's not someone that I'm going to be trusting moving forward. For this Dolphins team, Mike Gusecki was non-existent to start off the season, but we really kind of have to reevaluate how we're looking at Mike Gusecki for the next few weeks because we did have a shift from Tua to Jacoby Brissett. Tua was not targeting Mike Gusecki at all. I think in like two and a half games, Mike Gusecki only had two targets. Then Jacoby Brissett comes in, and then week three, Mike Gusecki is targeted a ton. So moving forward, he is a guy that I'd feel comfortable in my starting lineup. It is crazy how, you know, in the same offense, one quarterback can shift the target so much. But I mean, that's really what we saw. So Mike Gusecki has kind of come back around 
to be like a lower end tight end one moving forward. Then it's a pretty decent tight end matchup here between the Washington football team and the Falcons. Logan Thomas has just been very solid and consistent the first few weeks of the season, and I don't think that's going to change going into week four. For Kyle Pitts, definitely been a disappointing start. Week one and week two, his volume was looking pretty good. Then week three, his usage was very questionable. Like, how do you not have Kyle Pitts in on the red zone opportunities? It doesn't make a ton of sense, but from where you drafted him, he's probably going to be locked into your lineup, and he's still someone who should be viewed as a top 12 tight end this week. He's really just too talented to move any lower than that. We've got a divisional matchup here between the Seahawks and the 49ers. With the Seahawks, this was a really tough call. Gerald Everett was definitely kind of borderline between a start and a sit. I ended up going with a sit, and really it was just because he's shown one week of having you know a decent amount of volume. I just want to see that one more time. You know, it definitely could be a case where he's getting more and more involved in this offense, and that target share is just going to continue to grow. That would be great. If he goes out week four, gets five, six targets, then you can bet that he will be labeled as a start next week. For the 49ers, it was great to see George Kittle come out and have a really solid performance after a slow start to the season. Long term for the entire season, I'm still a little bit worried about him. You know, obviously he's going to be in your lineup, but in terms of where you drafted him, you know, if he was a third round pick, I don't know if he's going to be living up to that value. And it's not because of the talent at all. It's just the usage is not there, which is very strange. You would think you'd want to get the ball into one of your best players' hands, but we just kind of have to see how that develops moving forward. We're staying in the same division here where we have the Cardinals taking on the Rams. For this Cardinals team, I'm going to be sitting Max Williams. You know, he basically did nothing week one, then kind of had a breakout week two, didn't do much in week three. So still not confident with him in my lineup. For this Rams team, my guy Tyler Higby had a great, great game, finally got into the end zone. So he should be a comfortable start moving forward. Then we're on to the Steelers facing off against the Packers. Pat Fryermuth is going to be a sit. I do really like him as kind of a young tight end moving forward. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get enough targets on this Steelers team. When you have Najee Harris out of the backfield, you've got that three-headed monster at wide receiver with Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Juju. Plus, overall, this offense has not been good, so there's not even going to be a ton of touchdown opportunities. On the Packers side, I know Robert Tanyan had a down week three. I think he's still someone who's going to be a start. We kind of knew coming into the season that he was going to be touchdown dependent. You know, week one, I kind of throw out. Week two, he came in, had a really nice performance. Then week three, you know, is basically non-existent. This is going to be a Packers team where you probably have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones feasting every single game. You know, I'd feel confident putting them into my lineup every single week. And then every week, there's probably going to be, you know, one other guy who gets a lot of work. So that could be Robert Tanyan. That could be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Maybe it's Alan Lazard. Maybe Randall Cobb gets in there one time. So he's not someone that, you know, is super reliable, but with how thin the position is, I still think he should be listed as a start. We've got a nice tight end matchup here between the Ravens and the Broncos. Mark Andrews locked into your lineup every single week. He's still one of the top targets on this team, and it's just going to continue to produce. For the Broncos, I know Noah Fant had a down week three, but I still think he's a guy that you should trust in your lineup. He saw a fair amount of targets in week one and week two. He's still at worst, you know, the number three target on this team, so I still like him going forward. Then we have probably the most anticipated game of the week, Sunday Night Football, Buccaneers traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. 
We have a Tom Brady and a Rob Gronkowski revenge game. So Rob Gronkowski has got to be in your lineup. He's looked great to start off the season. He did kind of get banged up in that week three outing, but they did x-rays, came back, you know, looking good. No rib breaks or anything like that. So he should be locked in and ready to go on Sunday. And then obviously sitting OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. As long as Gronk is out there, he has a total monopoly on those tight end touches now. So they're just not really fantasy relevant. For this Patriots team, I do not trust Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry moving forward. They just haven't shown a lot of ceiling or really a decent floor this year. You would expect them to be more involved because they did get those big money contracts over the offseason, but it just hasn't happened yet. And I just don't want to play with that in my lineup. Then onto the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the Raiders traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Darren Waller, don't even need to say anything about that. He is in your lineup. And then for the Chargers, Jared Cook was another one of these players who was pretty borderline between a start and a sit. I ended up going with start just because I do think he's seen a decent amount of targets this year. He hasn't directly translated it to fantasy production, but I like the overall volume he's seen. This is a good Chargers offense, so he's going to have red zone opportunities. Plus, he's had a touchdown called back, so the opportunity was there, and I think he can get it together moving forward. And so, you know, I wouldn't love him in my starting lineup, but it definitely would not be the worst thing in the world. All right, so those were all 16 week four matchups. Start sits for the tight end position. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you guys want to see more videos like this, go check out my start sits for the running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. Those are all up now, but thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.